When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back for another episode. And today, you're in for a treat because I have a special guest, Eric Feldman, Senior Vice President at Affiliated Monitors, and we're going to take up the topic of post-acquisition integration. Eric, first of all, welcome, and thanks so much for taking the time to visit with me today. Thanks so much for having me, Tom. So, Eric, this is a topic that has bedeviled compliance practitioners as long as I've been in this field. Fortunately, the Department of Justice, I think, has been giving us a lot of information about their expectations, but I really wanted to get your view on what a company should do post-acquisition integration, and whether that involves time frame, whether that involves substantive integration or training, whether that involves a FCPA forensic audit and perhaps reporting any findings to the government. How do you help a client think through the post-acquisition integration after the deal has closed? Okay, this is a, a terrific topic, and it's one that I didn't completely understand until we began to monitor and assess companies that had just been through a merger and looked at some of the risks and deficiencies that occurred after the fact. First of all, you have to take a look at the pre-acquisition due diligence. Post-acquisition integration depends on and is the logical conclusion of your pre-acquisition due diligence, where you identify the risk profile and the current state of compliance of the target company. That should lead to a post-acquisition to-do plan, a detailed plan to fill in the blanks on the current state of a few aspects of the company that you're acquiring. Those areas include things like culture, and I'm big on culture, how things are really done in the company that you're acquiring and how that is different from the way that your employees view ethics, compliance, and controls. The second after culture is controls as part of that plan. What's the control structure look like in this organization that you've acquired and how do you fully integrate your control structure into a very different, different people, different culture, different geography, perhaps. And then the third area really is the knowledge of the staff. How knowledgeable are they on 
ethics, compliance, controls, what is their not just understanding of what their responsibilities are, but do they get what the expectations of the new organization are? That needs to be communicated and documented very clearly to, as you mentioned, suit DOJ. I think the basic principle behind post-acquisition integration is that once you've bought it, it's yours. And from the day of closing, the risk and the liability that you've taken on is either unknown if you haven't done good pre-acquisition due diligence or only partially known if you haven't done complete integration. So as you mentioned, the DOJ guidance, the 2020 update of the compliance program evaluation guidance says, what's been the company's process for tracking and remediating misconduct or misconduct risks identified during due diligence? So you really have to know what those risks are and should have done that in the pre-acquisition phase. And they want to know, how are you tracking and remediating those things? So there needs to be a written documented plan. The second piece is, what has been the process for implementing compliance policies and procedures and conducting post-acquisition audits at the newly acquired entities? They want to see you going into the new entities and assessing the state of compliance, culture, and controls. Now, when I say culture, I think that it's even more important now during this time of pandemic, but really any time a company goes through a transition, there's going to be a fear of losing jobs, a fear of the new company and the new environment, and any kind of employee feeling of being unsettled is going to naturally increase the risk of misconduct. That needs to be managed. So one of the things when we talk about audits might also be assessments of fraud risk in that new entity and what kinds of remedial steps need to be taken to address those things. You also need to, to create and expand a scaled up compliance program that features having people on site at the new locations, if there are different locations, including perhaps some people on site that represent ethics and compliance, that understand the old company and its structure and process, and they can help identify risks. And then the big thing is education and training. You've got to educate those folks. If we have time for a quick story, I'll tell you, we did some work in a company that acquired a, a group of companies that were located in Latin America. And this was a architectural engineering firm. We went down to one of the locations in Latin America and started asking about corruption and corruption risk. And their concept of corruption in this newly acquired company was very different. It was, as long as we don't have a bag of money being given to a government entity in order to win the contract, that's our only understanding of corruption. But we do have some issues and some challenges because the people who do 
manager of our projects who are inspecting our facilities, they're requiring me to hire their friends and family members for me to get those licenses and to pass inspections. And so I've had to fire several people. But that's not corruption. That's not an FCPA violation. It's just a complication of doing business in this part of the world. Those people did not understand in the newly acquired entity what corruption really means. It underscores the need for full integration post-acquisition and education of those folks so they understand what their responsibilities are. Eric, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time, but I was wondering if you might have a few takeaways for us. Sure. First of all, you need to create a comprehensive post-acquisition integration plan uh, with tasks and timeframes based on your pre-acquisition due diligence information. Secondly, you need to conduct audits or assessments in the areas of fraud risks, controls, and staff understanding of their compliance responsibilities. And third, that new compliance program needs to be scaled up in the new entity with a focus on corporate culture. Eric, I really appreciate you taking the time to visit with me, and I look forward to continuing the conversation. Thanks so much, Tom. Take care. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'd like to thank you again for joining me for this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program around business ventures. And I hope you will join me for our next episode tomorrow. This podcast series on 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>